Welcome to another episode of MQA Sunday with Stephen and Margot. This week, we're diving into Luke chapter 1, verses 39 to 45. Grab a drink, take a seat at our kitchen table, and join the conversation. Steven. Hello, Margo. How are you doing? Good. Hi. Uh, well, we were going to do the Mikey and, no, and no, no. Lily of um, <laughs> the Scientology podcast. Right. I don't know if you remember, but I didn't think that was a great idea. <laughs> no. I think you were going to call me Margie. Margoe. Margie. Okay. Margie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't Does, know. Do you have too many flashbacks of middle school with that name? They didn't call me that. Oh. They called me stuff, but it wasn't Margie. Okay. <laughs> no, we do. We. I've been thinking we need to come up with a good like ending yeah catchphrase like like did get i get out land? there oh. something yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> so we'll, we'll be working on that yeah. and listeners if you have suggestions i think you can Please. reach out to us yes yeah, send it to us and let us know but hey uh, regardless mm-hmm. of how we end it we start with the beta lesson yeah which is what our small groups use here in the parish mm-hmm. and you can use it too listener it's on our website mqoa dot org slash beta slash beta beta and you can follow along or you can just listen to us do it we'll yes. do it right now yeah and, and this week is the fourth week of advent right so we're back from so pink close. to purple back to purple That's and exciting. with this we're a week for, from christmas yes which In is church crazy. world yeah we're a week from christmas right I was trying to explain that to the kids. I was like, we're a week away, but then five days later, Christmas happens. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's all relative. <laughs> yeah. And always we start our beta process mm-hmm. here at MQOA Sunday with an icebreaker. So you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's break the ice. Yes. Tell us about your favorite fruit and your most trusted news source, like where you go for news. So I'm mostly allergic to all fruit. Really? Yes. All of them? Mo- mostly. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, okay. But you said all fruit. Listener, back me up here. Mostly all fruit. <laughs> okay. Uh, because Let's not fight, Stephen. <laughs> so, okay. Go ahead. So I don't have many favorites because I'm mostly allergic to them. Mostly allergic to all of them. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> so banana is my favorite because I know that I could eat it and not have a reaction. Okay. And um, my most trusted news source, I don't know if it's my most trusted but I listen to it the most is the three minute first from NPR. Yeah. Every Monday. Every Monday. Morning. Every morning. Every morning. <laughs> it's like you're missing a lot of information. <laughs> I uh, listen okay. to that and that's my most trusted. I listen to up first too. But. Go. I do love David Muir. World oh, News Tonight ABC. Oh, yeah. That's like my. If I want, if I'm feeling bad and I want to continue mm-hmm. to feel bad, I put on David Muir because it's basically yeah. bad news. An injection until the last five minutes <laughs> into that built in America or <laughs> yeah. America Star. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I just think that the when it's like a marathon or a sprint, basically, from like when he first comes on into mm-hmm. like the first commercial break, and doozy. then it's it's like a headline and a commercial. Yeah, and a headline. Yeah, that's all I listen to. I um, you've won me over a little bit to David Muir. Yeah, okay. He's a local. Is Star- he? he started in Boston. I did not know mm-hmm. that. Okay, well that that just seals it for me. Mm-hmm. But I 
my favorite fruit is probably an apple. I like oh, okay. red delicious, super crispy. I've never oh. seen you eat an apple. It doesn't happen much. Oh. I don't know why. I, don't, I never really think of like, oh, I should get apples. Yeah. But they're also carby and you're trying to be right. Low, right. I try. Carby. Right. To avoid those mostly unsuccessfully lately. But that's another topic. But I actually really like a lot of fruits. And my most trusted news source is probably NPR. I listen to public radio yeah. pretty much all day. I like yeah. also Canadian public radio. You do. You do love Canadian. Because they talk about us a lot. But in a Canadian But in a sort of detached point. sort of way. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like we do with the South. Right. Up here. They literally say South of the Border up there. Oh. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we say South of the Border. <laughs> I just think that's funny. That's just the Dixie line. Right. It's the border. <laughs> okay. So here's what we do. MQOA Sunday, also our betas. We'll read the gospel once. We'll take a little minute to like soak it in. You can ask God to point out something specific to you that God wants you to hear in a special way for whatever reason this week. And then I'll read it again. Do you want to read this no. week? No? Okay. So I'm going to read twice. And then we're just going to talk about it. No rules, just right. That's at the outback. Right? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Right? Uh... Right? No rules, just right. Yeah. I was waiting for like an applause there, but <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm going to read this uh, reading from the Gospel of Luke. This is chapter oh, 1, 39 to 45, which you said at the beginning. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that my mother, sorry, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believe that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. Take a second, soak that in. What's God trying to point out to you this week? Let's hear it one more time. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at that moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears. The infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believe that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. There it is. There it is. You've been asking for a cheerier reading. And here we are. I think this week we've got it. Yeah. What stands out to you? Two things. I love the phrase, and how does this happen to me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And then I um, am a fan of Hunger, uh, not Hungry Games. I am a fan of that, but mm -hmm. I'm a fan of Handmaid's Tale. Oh. And they always say, blessed be you. Oh, that. okay. So that hits me oh. in a different way. Yeah. But I love this story. You do? I do. Because there's not many stories about women 
in the Bible, mm. at least in the New Test. It's really nice. Yeah. It shows the power of the Holy Spirit because Elizabeth knows so much. Mm-hmm. And she probably hasn't seen Mary in a very long time because mm-hmm. they were. Yeah. Yeah. I, someone, I saw someone on Twitter this morning said the voice of Advent is the voice of women. Mm. Women are the voice of Advent. Oh, okay. And it's this time of year that women are featured more prominently mm-hmm. in the gospel readings. There are actually lots of stories about women in the Bible. We don't necessarily hear or talk about them all that much. But that's because, you know. The winners write the history. Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I do want to put this reading in a little context for us. Okay. Because I think this helps because we've been kind of skipping around the last few weeks, right? Mm-hmm. So remember that this is the Gospel of Luke, which is a part one of a two-part, two-book series, Luke and the Acts of the Apostles, written by the same person. And it happened, uh, Luke is writing to, or the author of the Gospel of Luke is writing to new Christians, mm-hmm. the first sort of generation of Christians who are coming in, are becoming followers of Christ from not necessarily being the disciples, mm-hmm. right? So he, Luke and Acts tells the story of the early church's development. Luke tells the story of, of Jesus and Acts tells the story of what happens after Jesus's death and resurrection. Mm-hmm. And Luke's themes are about opening the church to Gentiles, so these new believers, mm-hmm. and big themes of hospitality and generosity in Luke, which is very cool. And so far in the Gospel of Luke, last week on the Gospel of Luke, it starts with the birth of John the Baptist being foretold because that was miraculous because Elizabeth was elderly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was the first kind of miracle. And then the Annunciation, where Gabriel comes to Mary, tells her that's going to happen, mm-hmm. that Jesus is coming, and then, bam, here we are in the story. Oh, okay. Okay. So we skipped that announcement. Uh, I think we talked about that on Feast of the Immaculate Conception, did we not? Oh, maybe? okay, maybe. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. I was in the bathroom. Uh, you know, when, one thing I read was that I'm from not. Nazareth, where Mary was, to yeah. the house of of Elizabeth in Judah it in Judah was about 62 miles away oh that's a long time to walk yeah four days of traveling wow yeah I think I travel 40 miles round trip oh in a car in a car yeah wow. to work to work yeah Wowzer. so yeah four days yeah 20 miles ish a day ish 15 ish yeah. yeah wow yeah on a donkey I hope yeah yeah. He's prego. Right. Newly and, prego. And um is John John is born before Jesus, right? Uh so in the par- I think in the when this story happens, Elizabeth is about five months pregnant. Oh, okay. And Mary's newly pregnant. Newly. Yeah. So he's and, you know, guessy wise, about five months older. And you what you just said is the announcement. So she, Mary knows that she's pregnant and probably just right. her and Joseph know. Uh, I don't even know if Joseph knows yet. At this point, to oh, tell wow. you the truth, so you're going to visit your cousin, right? You're probably going to tell her that you're pregnant right. by this angel, right? And then you get there, and the baby that she has, she's having, is like, jumping for joy, <gasps> yeah. And Mary and Elizabeth's like, "Oh my gosh, you're pregnant! This right. is so joyful!" Right? Wow, that's kind of cool. Lots of like signs in there, yeah. Right, that this is all from God. Right, right. Yeah, it says the first thing it says she. This so the the angel departs, mm-hmm. and then it says Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste. 
Right. She's like, I so need to find a woman. got out of there. Yeah. Right? What do you think that well, was about? she's running. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's unwed, right? Mm-hmm. The only in the engagement part. Mm-hmm. But engagement back then, what I've heard is that it was like marriage almost. Mm-hmm. It was like the first stage-ish. Yeah, but it's yeah. less than what it means today. Yeah, different for yeah. sure. Yeah. Everything starts and families start to combine mm-hmm. and there's no really unengagement. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, I don't I should have studied up on that. But I didn't know it was gonna come. So she's up, like, so. I gotta see my cousin. Yeah. My right. Elderly, quote unquote quote unquote. Oh, right. <laughs> well, let's say she was maternally elderly, you know, like yeah, beyond right, right, right. so probably my age. <laughs> imagine she was probably like oh no no she this they were older and they did not have a child and so that was like a a big sort of shame for elizabeth and for zechariah who was a priest Mm. so um and they had prayed and prayed and prayed for a child for many years and so this was like a miracle for her god's like i got you all right we got this and then here comes mary her nice I, the, you, the image that you included in the beta is very nice i love that image of the two women meeting yeah there's so many there's beautiful artwork yeah. about this just gorgeous not the one about the babies you don't like that one no I, I kinda like it. it's, they're too grown up they're not in their womb i know i think that's symbolic of who they end up being right mm, right because the the john the baptist is wearing like a a skirt <laughs> he's wearing like a burlap skirt and Jesus is sitting, oh, I'm yeah. guessing, on a throne. He's wearing a, a crown. Yeah. That's not how babies sit in, in bellies. Not that. I mean, I'm mm. I'm not a doctor. It's kind of like the, but it's kind of like a Tim Horton. No, that's the Tim Canadian. Um, Tim Burton version oh, yeah, of Mary and Elizabeth. Of, it is. And you can look at that uh, image on our website, mqa.org slash beta. Yeah, you can. You think she's just like taking off to go and. She's running. Yeah. She's unwed. Yep. Pregnant woman. Right. You think she's feeling ashamed? Is she trying to hide? Uh, I don't know what she's feeling, but whatever the results are is mm-hmm. I need to probably be around family mm-hmm. and someone that can help me. Oh, and that's... She probably looks up to Elizabeth and... Yeah. And she's going to it. Yeah, that's, and that's lovely. I'm guessing Mary wouldn't know that Elizabeth is pregnant at this probably, point. Mm, probably not, unless I don't know, the, the angel tell her. He might, the angel may have told her. Oh, okay. Right? So maybe that was like, hey. Well, I got to go check this out. I got to go. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. This is, yeah, this is crazy. I feel like he did tell her, although I didn't bring, that's again, that's part of the homework I didn't yeah. do. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's okay. But I love um, the idea that Mary runs to family, mm-hmm. not really knowing, you know, everything. Right. About what's about to happen to her. Yeah. Uh, to kind of process things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think in like my parents' day, if there was an unwanted or unplanned pregnancy, they would often ship the mm-hmm. mom to off camp. somewhere, <laughs> yeah, summer camp. Yeah, I was just going to live with their cousin for a few months. Which is so dumb. I mean, we've come. I hope we've come. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to be with your mom that. who was pregnant in the first place? Uh, yeah. Like, wouldn't you want to be around people that you love and care? I would. Yeah. Yeah. It's just dumb. We. We picked society's views. <laughs> well, over... I don't think it was the ma, the pregnant mom who was making that choice. No, like yeah. the mom of the pregnant woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We picked society's viewpoints over caring and loving for people. Yeah, dumb. Yeah, shame is powerful. Yeah, you know, it's dumb. 
if Mary is going to Elizabeth with her questions, her doubts, who's your Elizabeth? Who's in your life that you run to when you're in a faith crisis? Oh, faith crisis. Um, I mean, I, I talk to you a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I only had to point at myself a little bit there. <laughs> I do talk to you about, but I don't think I think I haven't had a personal, well, I get a personal, uh, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Next crisis. I do feel know. like I have a lot of support that I can go to anybody mm-hmm. about anything. Mm-hmm. Friends, family for support. Yeah. And rely on them, ask them how they're doing and, and, and have it be exchanged evenly yeah so So without them like trying to push you in one direction or another yeah or be just or um enough that it's they don't become my therapist you know having that boundary of like yeah okay you know and they most people tell me like okay this is beyond what Mm -hmm. i can do Mm -hmm. so i appreciate that yeah i have had some great spiritual directors Mm -hmm. in my life and that's such a it's such a good example of what that is i think mm-hmm. because they have no stake in the game really right right for me they're just there to kind of be like oh i see i see what's happening mm-hmm. and and we see it together and let's see what god has to say about it kind of thing yeah what do you think about the sort of woman centric bit of this why more of why it. Like what's what's special about it for you? Well, I think it's um, <laughs> I, I it just reminds me of the quote from my big Greek wedding, big fat town Greek wedding. Yeah, when the mother's like the the husband is the head, uh-huh. but the women is the neck. Yeah, and it controls <laughs> the head. That yes, and so and it's true, and it's true. I think um, women. I like it because I I like the underdog. Mm-hmm. I always root for the underdog, and I think women. <laughs> Many things that the women are doing throughout the Gospels that are unsaid that allow the men to be to do the ministries that they, they are doing. Mm-hmm. Taking care of the kids, they make, making sure there's food on the table, washing and all that. Yeah. And so I'm for it. 100%. I, I, speaking as a woman. Mm. Please do. <laughs> I love these kind of spotlights on how... Uh, and Luke in particular pays a lot of attention, a lot of attention to the women to in Jesus' life, which is cool. I just love the court more whole story, right? Mm. Because if the story's only told from like one viewpoint or yeah. only in, you know, if we told the story only with blue eyed people right. or whatever, we'd be yeah. missing a lot of the details. Right. <clears throat> and there are a lot of women around Jesus mm-hmm. from before he's born. It's really, this is the first annunciation really of the first person to see Jesus mm-hmm. for who he is. Right. Too. Right. Yeah. Which is gorgeous. There's a word we use for Mary, which is Teotokos. That's Greek. Oh, Teotokos. It means God bearer. God bearer. And it's another word for tabernacle. Which this is, came up in a conversation. That's before. right. Yeah. I think that is so cool. Because in every church, like every Catholic church you walk into, there's this golden tabernacle, mm-hmm. and in it is where the the the, the body of Christ lives. Yeah. Right? It's the container mm-hmm. for it's a tabernacle for the the the, the it place, yeah. <laughs> like the place where heaven and earth touch. Right? That's amazing. And here, the tabernacle is Mary. Mm-hmm. 
which is, ugh, I just think that is such a cool, beautiful so image. Tabernacle means God bearer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's, there, are, in the Old Testament, God tells His people to build a tabernacle. Mm-hmm. This is maybe we're maybe going off on a side thing, but the tabernacle is a place to hold the holiest. Of holies. Holiest of holies. It's, so it's like, like the Ten Commandments probably in there. Right. It's where everyone comes to worship. It's where everyone, it's where that God touches, you know, humanity. Um, this is something I really love. This is where we're going on a side thing. But mm-hmm. um, the tabernacle that God asks his people to build is like a tent so that it can be picked up and moved. Nice. And taken to where God's mm-hmm. people are. That's awesome. Isn't that so cool? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so many, so many examples of how church buildings should not be buildings. Mm-hmm. Basically, is what how I see it. Yeah. They yeah. should just be for, like. It's your anti-building. Oh, I'm totally anti-building. <laughs> yes. Um, I just heard a story mm-hmm. about um, someone traveling around the area where Paul traveled. Oh, okay. And this guy was talking to like a tour guide in this ancient church and he said wow this is one of the seven wonders of the ancient world and he said no actually there was a church here which was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world Mm -hmm. and the emperor um came to this church and told the people there that he was putting a statue of his wife in the church the people in the church burned the church down perfect right i knew you would love that story yeah that's awesome i that I'm going to be thinking about that a lot. Yeah. It's like, what are the, what is the important container? Right. 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 Like, what is it that's valuable? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the quotes from today's lesson says, the presence and the power of God are at work through the agency of the poor and the powerless. The Ark of the Covenant was covered with gold. Now the presence of God is covered with the humble heart of an unmarried pregnant juvenile. The new covenant will be at work in the lives of people like Mary and Elizabeth and anyone who is open to God's love. Amen. Right? How cool is that? That we take this sort of trajectory of tabernacles, right? From this gold, Mm -hmm. you know, revered thing in a tent so that it can be out in the world Mm -hmm. and then goes even further, like... God wants to be in our lives, in our context so much. So much, yeah. That God ups the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. It's very, very cool. There's another quote that I want to <laughs> <laughs> do before we take a break. Yeah. And this is actually in the background information, but I really loved it. It says, The salvation of the world, the destiny of all human beings, begins to be revealed in that wonderful story of faith, and friendship, of comfort and caring, of family and of service between these two women, Mary and Elizabeth. This is how God begins to unfold the human dimension of his love for us, that two women share love for one another. In that marvelous encounter between Mary and Elizabeth, God begins to play out the story of his tender love for each one of us. Throughout salvation history, God becomes or works to become more and more personal mm-hmm. through history. And I think that's really cool. I love that quote. Right? That's a very c- cool quote. Again, women. There it is. 
showing the love of of God in them. Right. Right. Let's um take, take that a in. break. Take a break, but let's like reflect on that during well, the break. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. We'll see you in a second. Okay. Hey there, Margo here, your pastoral associate. And Stephen Antonio, the Director of Family Engagement. We would like to invite you to join us for Christmas this year. We have an amazing opportunity for uh, the whole parish, the whole community to meet in one space, and that is going to be at our St. James Church, located on Federal Street. We have three Masses for the Christmas Eve and day, and it goes like this. Christmas Eve, uh, December 24th. 24th. At 4 p.m. in English, and on Christmas Day is 8.30 a.m. in English and 11.30 in Spanish. That's right. If you miss the traditions you used to love about Christmas, getting together with family, pulling out that church dress or whatever, like that from mothballs, your coat, Mm. and... um, getting together on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning. We we got that for you. And we can't wait to see everyone together again for Christmas. So we hope you'll join us. And we are currently in a mask mandate. So we ask everyone above the age of two to wear a mask during our time indoors. Yeah. Um, but it will be beautiful. It'll be filled with smells and bells and beautiful music. <laughs> and uh, so we hope to see you either on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Right. Check out our website, mqoa.org slash Christmas. And we're back. Welcome I hope you back. had enough time to mull over that beautiful quote. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about a little bit of Catholic theology. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> because uh, there are people who would hear uh, Elizabeth's word, the mother of my Lord, and find that almost offensive, right? Because there are people who are like, who? Oh, you know, they they think we... Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think like there are... Who? <laughs> Well, I don't want to name names, but there are people who think that we put too much emphasis on Mary and Mary's role in sort of salvation. Right, right. Um, And I'm going to read you a little bit here from like the background section. Okay. Having So in the Council of Nicaea, that's 321 CE. That's the common era. Is that the Nicene? 300 and Nicene Creed. Creed. Okay. So they're looking specifically at like who is God and how does this work? The Trinity is a big important topic mystery. for that. <laughs> yeah. Long story short, it's a mystery. But at the Council of Nicaea, they had kind of settled the question of who is the father. Is God as the father? Joseph. No, God, just God. Oh, gosh. You know what? I'll just take this part. You don't have to guess anything. <laughs> okay. So having settled this question of identity with the father at the council, the Eastern Church finally really had to deal with those who would too radically separate the human and the divine in Jesus. Another big question at ICF. Okay. So wanting to assert that there could be only one person in Christ as opposed to a divine person and a human person, two in one, the council chose a shorthand way of saying it. Mary was the mother of God. If Jesus was truly God in his personhood, then it was proper to think of Mary as his mother, not just of the human dimension, but the whole person. Okay. So this is something like how to consider Mary as part of the story of salvation has been a point of contention between churches Mm. for as long as there's been Mary. Okay. So I'm wondering, I mean, I know, I guess already you said you love the focus on women, right? but like, do you find the focus on Mary in this story 
of salvation. Mm-hmm. One that's important to you. Yes, but I have been surrounded by Mary all my life. Really? So my home parish is Immaculate Conception. Um, everyone, most of my family has Maria in their name. Oh. Um, either middle name or first name. Okay. And on really all the good ones too. And um, all the good ones. Good family members. Oh. And um, <laughs> okay. And Hope so I went to I, you know I went to IC school and now I'm here working at another Amaka Conception right. and so for me yes mm-hmm. um, yeah I mean I think you can just see the people that are saying like Mary's not that important and they mm-hmm. probably swing the same way of like women obey your husband <laughs> okay and get so in the male kitchen. you think they're male yes the, the people yeah 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 that love that quote unquote traditional mm-hmm. thing which is. I'm not a big fan of. Okay. So yeah, I think so. I think that it challenges a lot of people because just like Jesus in his in his parables and in his actions, he focused on the poor and the ones in the society that weren't were turned looked down upon. Right. I think having Mary be so important is also that same script. Yeah. Is just putting yeah, women are important and they are vital mm-hmm. to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Yeah. I really love Mary. I I was not raised like uh, to be super Mary centric, mm-hmm. but um, there have been times in my life when, again, speaking as a woman, it was really lovely to know that um, so much hinged on the yes of this woman. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she it it was ended up being a fairly ugly story for her mm-hmm. watching her own child be murdered yeah. you know civilly murdered but uh there's something about knowing that she was really so vital to the story yeah. that gives me strength as really as a minister mm-hmm. in a pretty still male-centric church Without mary there won't be jesus right so right. yeah so i i have like a real i have a cozy feeling about Mm. mary i feel like she sees what challenges me in my ministry and goes oh i hear you yeah you know (laughs) yeah and i think and i've heard and i heard through my ministry that like anything that has a devotion to mary is normally successful oh really yeah um you know and and i think it's i think it's true i think it's you know and i'm also a big mama's boy so that also fits into (laughs) Uh it all um but yeah I don't think I'm, I'll say it again. Not enough um, time, effort is given up to the what women do. Yeah, generally. Yeah. Well, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, I would. And if I on TikTok, it would be like, "No woman started a war." That's what they, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the TikTok version of this whole conversation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you remember? Mere moments ago, I was telling you about the people that Luke was writing to. Yes, new Christians, Gentiles, right. meaning right. they're not Jewish people. Right. Yep. Um, and so thinking about those people, mm-hmm. what do you think the significance of this story would be for them? Because they've they this story, when he wrote Luke, he used the Gospel of Mark as mm-hmm. a source. This is like, what, 90 years Right. into the story mm-hmm. so this is probably not brand new story for he's, he's not they're not reading a history right they don't need that but 
what do you think Luke is trying to tell these people in this telling of the story? I think it's twofold. I think it's the power of the Holy Spirit to mm-hmm. that kind of is into into all of this, all the story, mm-hmm. and that it's a, it's a, I think it's the same as highlighting the poor and the sick. Like it is women who brought this upon, you know, mm-hmm. who said yes and mm-hmm. were able to do it and need each other. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and the joy that comes from saying yes to God, because I'm mm-hmm. guessing he's trying to convert some people. Right. These are people who are just on that. Yes. Moment. Yeah. Right? So just show That's like, a great point. the good moments. Yeah. Like that. Now I don't know what it will be like w- when it comes to the death of Christ and how he reflects that on Mary. Right. It'd be interesting. Right. Um, but I think um, the fact that he's, talking about christian you know basically heaven salvation being open to gentiles Mm -hmm. um this is kind of a cool way to to say that right like look you don't have to be one of the tribe Mm -hmm. 12 tribes of israel to inherit this this blessing this salvation right you can be this simple fleshy yeah young girl you could be be young you can be old Mm mm-hmm you know, it's, yeah. it's for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the generosity, I think, of God. Oh, okay. And that, that's he's showcasing that generosity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And especially if that Elizabeth and um, Zechariah have mm-hmm. been praying for a baby. Right. 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 So I, I, I love that it, it's not a history, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's telling the story for a purpose. You can almost think of it like a sermon. Mm-hmm. He's sort of preaching on the story of Mary mm-hmm. and Elizabeth. And he's trying to make a point to these new believers, like, you, this is for you. Right. Right? This is, you don't Attainable. need any, right, you don't need any special qualifications to be in on this story. You just have to say yes. Right. Ah, that's so yes. cool. Yeah. That probably really converted a lot of people. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder. Is this where the Hail Mary comes from? Is from Luke's mm-hmm. account? Okay. Oh, I don't know if it's not in the in the other accounts. Oh, okay. That's a good question. But this this moment. But this moment is, is yeah. where we get the first part of yeah. the Hail Mary. Oh no, the second part Blessed because the first one is from Blessed, the angel. Blessed art thou amongst women, right? Blessed is the fruit of thy womb. That's the beginning. Yeah. That's so the cool. first part of the Hail Mary is from Gabriel. The, okay. What the angel said to Mary, and then yep. the second half is this interaction with Mary and Elizabeth. So cool. Yeah. So cool. One of two prayers that come from the New Testament. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah. Our Father and Hail Mary. New Testament scholar, ladies and gentlemen. New, I just want to call it Applause. Testament now. Oh, <laughs> wrong button. <laughs> so Thank you. Thank you. They love, you like me. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we take another break, yeah. here's a question. Okay. So, if Luke is writing this sort of as a sermon to these first generation new Christians, mm-hmm. and here we are. In 2021, yeah. What do you think is the message for us? Well, one one part of the Zechariah and Elizabeth is that like God knows your desires and will answer them. On, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, on His time, yeah, yeah. So that is that one thing, but that there's also support in your community and family mm-hmm. that can help you, mm-hmm. aka like Mary's side, mm-hmm. and it really just does take a yes, yeah, and, and you don't even know. Mary saying yes does this is probably the second time that she was like, What's happening? Yeah. First she's no she's finding out she's pregnant and then like 
Elizabeth already knows. Yeah. So she's probably really filled with the spirit. You, you know, if you say yes to God, you really are have those moments of abundant blessings. Yeah. That you can never imagine. So do you imagine that from this moment on, she's like, I got this. This is cool. I'm peaceful. Um, Until they have to like walk around for 90 days until <laughs> to find to, yeah. for the census. But yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think it's like a one, two punch from God. And then she's like, okay, this is my, maybe this she, is my yeah. deal now. Yeah. And then maybe she and Joseph too, as a together, as a couple. Right. Could probably continue. Yeah. To me, I think it's that accessibility, mm. right? That idea that God wants to be in our space, like so much. Yeah. God wants to be like right where we are. Mm-hmm. And that, that, relationship with god is accessible to everyone everyone the qualified the unqualified mm-hmm. you know the the rich the poor the right the wrong the men the women the men and the women yeah 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 and joy comes from that and joy comes from that i love that yeah. human all right let's take a break and see what our pastor father murray let's has see. to say about this be right back As we gather now on this fourth Sunday of Advent, so close to the great moment in which we celebrate the incarnation of our God in Jesus Christ, uh, we remember something very important about God, that uh, whenever God says to us, I want you to be a part of my plan, I I invite you into this uh, this great work of mine, uh, two things are gonna be the truth. One is that he is going to do this to, to, for, for uh, glorification, for his glorification and for our glorification. And two, he will always find a way to assure us that he is with us in this message. And uh, in today's gospel, uh, we hear that message that from Mary, uh, from the angel, that her kinswoman, Elizabeth, uh, in her old age had um, become pregnant and was about to give birth to John and John the Baptist. And so today we read that great, uh, that this wonderful piece of scripture. What it reminds me of all the different times in our lives when our, maybe our parents have promised us something or our brothers and sisters have told us about this magnificent thing they experienced or a friend has told us, and then they invite us to come and see for ourselves. And so much like that experience, we, and we go and recognize that, oh my gosh, what the Lord said or what my brother and sister said or what my mother and father said is true. And here's the evidence of it. And so the same thing with Mary and Elizabeth, that for Mary, what God had said to her, that you would be the bearer of my son, Jesus. And here's the sign that I give to you that I am speaking the truth. Here it is, it's true. And that's the wonderful thing about God as we, again, as we come to celebrate uh, this Christmas event, that God speaks the truth. And the truth is that he loves us. The truth is that he wants to be with us. The truth is that he is present to us all the time in his son Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. It's our task to be like Mary, to be a disciple who's uh, trusting and faithful and who goes out to the world, in this case, her, her kinswoman, and sees that uh, God's presence is uh, not only uh, in her, but also God's presence has uh, come to Elizabeth. So this day we might ask ourselves uh, to ask God to show us that A, he is present to us, 
and that be to give us a confirming sign uh, to, to ask him to help us to see how present he is in our lives. And as we conclude our Advent season, I hope that uh, all of you enter into the next season, the Christmas season, with great love, with great joy, with knowledge that God has loved us and that people have shown us that, uh, sh God has shown us that love through the people in our lives. Merry Christmas, everybody. And we're back. And we are back. <laughs> and we are back. Welcome back, everyone. Okay, what, yes, what are your final, what are your takeaways? Here we are, well, last finally, week of Christmas. There's some joy. There's some joy. Yeah. Um, I always think of how I'm going to present this to the children that attend That's our right. children's liturgy called Wondrous Stories. Yeah. And um, my take is you're allowed to be joyful with other people's joy. Oh, go on. So Elizabeth is very joyful that yeah. she, her her cousin mm -hmm. is pregnant, mm -hmm. knowing full the situation that she's in. Yeah, not married, she'd probably be stoned to death. Okay, yeah. But she's happy, and yeah. and she can probably tell that Mary's happy as well. So you can live in live in the joy. I like that. Yeah. What is that joy shared? Is joy doubled? Um, happy, happy, joy, joy. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> I like the way you bring things down to essentials <laughs> like that. I think that's Ben, ben and Stimpy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. It might be, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. To live in the joy because there's, there's not, it, Mary's not in a good situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Civically. I love that. So live in the joy, even, even if it's clouds that surround right. you. Imperfect or whatever, yeah, right? Right. Yeah. What's your take, Margaret? What are you going to take out of this? I think, um, to me, the big message here is that God is for you. Mm. Like, whoever you are. God not only is, like, available to you, but, like, yeah. God is longing to be part of your life, in your space, you know, involved yeah. in your, Intimate. whatever your heart desires, mm -hmm. whatever you're doing. And I, I love the idea of a God who wants that. Mm with all of us yeah that's cool yeah yeah that's very cool a little little candle glow mm. as we approach christmas yeah anything else that's that's all i have to say i think we've we've pretty much wrung yeah. this one out well happy advent happy advent this it's concludes. been a joy getting through advent with yeah. you it's been quite a journey yes i'm excited to see what luke talks about after christmas yeah stay tuned yeah. And we wish everyone, all of our listeners, a very blessed and happy Christmas. Yes. And happy new year. No, we'll be back. Yeah, we'll then, be right? back. Yeah. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll see you next week. See you next week, Stevie. <laughs> okay, Margie. <laughs>